Welcome back to the Ultimate Playlist Podcast full of choice tracks. I'm Taj. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. And I'm Dietrich. <laughs> I love it. Love the energy. Love the energy. That's right. I'm at you, bro. Right? I hear you. I hear you. Well, this is Choice Tracks, folks. Uh, we have a side A and a side B. Uh, side A, we cover theme. And then side B, we do kind of like an album uh, review that one of the other hosts picked for everyone else to listen to. So we're going to go ahead and drop that needle on side A. <laughs> right? Um, so side A. Alas, poor York. I knew him well. It was side A. <laughs> Uh, we're doing my, so here was my thing. Uh, we were doing actors, so actors that did uh, songs. Uh, so uh, the only caveat I had was that the individual had to be known as an actor first before they did a song. Um, so, and that's where I went with. I did double check everyone's pick. Everyone's pick did they did do acting before they did music. Uh, there was one where they did a commercial before they did, so I'm not sure they did anything, thing major, but but yeah. So, um, I so I bounced around. I mainly picked the theme to match the album, so I'm just gonna be honest on that. So, uh, when it came to pick an individual track, I was like, "Ooh, what do what do I do?" Um, I kind of had narrowed it down to two people. I was either gonna do a Bruce Willis. <laughs> song. Uh, but I ended up doing a song that I know my wife loves a lot. <laughs> and so I heard her uh, sing lines from it. And so the song I picked is Blame It. And it's uh, Jamie Foxx uh, with, uh, was it Pain T? T Pain. T Pain. T Pain. That's right. Blame it on the Got you feeling loose. Blame it on the Got you feeling Blame it on my And so this song um, was released in 2008. And um, yeah, it just blame it. Blame it on the alcohol. <laughs> now, I will say that it does have a lot of auto tuning on it, but still, like, it's it's a banger of a track. Like, if you can get past the auto tuning, you're like, yeah, th- this song, <laughs> this song is completely 100% honest. Like, <laughs> they, they won't do anything because they, they just want to blame it on the alcohol. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Or, I mean, they'll do something, but they got to blame it on the alcohol. Nothing else. Yeah, just the alcohol. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, <laughs> who wants to go first? I guess I will. <laughs> okay. All right, I'll go first. Um, I, I didn't dislike the song. I feel like I might have heard it before. I was, uh, I was definitely curious, like, your connection to it. Like, I, it was one of those, I'm like, the Taz just look up, like, actors who also did songs. I'm like, this one sounds good. So I'm glad to know that, that your wife, uh, <laughs> would sing it to you or sing it, sing along <laughs> to it. So you have a, a history with to the song. So that makes yeah. me feel better about your choice. Um, I will say that I, I didn't mind the song. You know, it definitely is pretty catchy. It definitely has an earworm to it. Um, I, the song is a little too long for me. Uh, <laughs> I was like five minutes. God, this could be like three and a half tops. It, it, it definitely seemed very repetitive after a while. For did sure. Did you do the, the radio cut or the regular cut? I did whatever was on Spotify <laughs> from the oh. album. I think it was like five minutes long. 
Okay, because there's a radio cut too, but but yeah, I can kind of see what you're talking about. So, yeah, yeah, it was a little long, a little repetitive, but definitely I could see how that song might be popular, you know, uh, at a club or at a party. Um, I could see you know people dancing to it and and singing along to it. Um, so it's it's okay. It's not necessarily my favorite, but it uh, it was it was better than I thought it'd be. <laughs> so. Gotcha. So, what about you, Diedrich? When would you spin this when you you were DJing? Oh, <laughs> uh, this was my shit. Um, <laughs> so here's the thing. Um, I know that was off of that Intuition album. I know that um, on that album he had a couple of other songs, just like me and things like that. Um, this was like the quintessential hit on that album. It was on it was on the charts for a good minute. Um, I think it even reached number one and a couple of, a couple of charts. So it definitely held its time for what it was. You could throw it in the mix right now. People are going to sing it, especially around 11, 12 o'clock hour when you're going through a party. Yeah. You throw this song on, everybody's going to start singing the shit and going back and forth. So yeah, it was definitely one of those hits. Um, Jamie's definitely a versatile individual. Um, I know for a fact that he's written several songs for several different artists. Um, those songs have gone on to be, you know, prominent songs, uh, amongst the music industry. He always wanted to be a musician, was never really taken seriously until after, you know, his acting career kind of took off. Um, even still, uh, he's done songs with Drake. He's done songs with so many other different artists. He's released like five or six albums. Um, this particular album, that particular song, the video is funny as hell. You should go watch that. He's got Ron Howard showing up in it. And it's like, <laughs> of all the, all the gangster scenes that you could come up with at a club, you got Ron Howard to pull it up. And it's like, wow. Okay. <laughs> it totally throws you off, but that just goes to show the power of Jamie, right? You can cross all boundaries. So, um, yeah, it was definitely a long song. It was definitely repetitive because of the auto tune. But for the most part, it was a banger. You know, it's a club hit. So that's what it's supposed to be. And that's what it sounded like. And that's what it is. Blame it on the alcohol. And T-Pain just came in and cleaned that shit all the way up. So <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, like, yeah, that, that was a good pick. And I like the fact that you went with that. Good choice, Taj. <laughs> what do you think, Damon? Um, Did you blame it on the hizzy? <laughs> I'm blue in it. That's part. That's mainly what I got out of this. <laughs> it's like a good club song. It's like okay, it's going to be in an action movie that Jamie Foxx is in. <laughs> I feel like he maybe draws from like his experiences with you know his what he does you know for a living as an actor. Uh, this would definitely fit in like his what you would think Jamie Foxx would be singing. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's definitely, he's talking about, uh, getting ass and, uh, you know, getting the girls all tipsy, smelling drinks and shit. Um, it's a club song for sure. And I don't not like it because of that. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> blaming on the goose right? <laughs> because you got you feeling loose. <laughs> I mean, some of the lyrics are definitely. Just cheesy, catchy, yes, yeah, cheesy, <laughs> and yeah, he's. I don't know if he's making fun of it, but uh, feeling 
on your butt. What? <laughs> that was my favorite line. But I don't know if that would fly today. How old is this album, Intuition? Uh, 2008. 2008. Yeah. It's about the cutoff for like Harvey Weinstein fucking cut down. <laughs> like, you know, a few years later, obviously, but and he just got convicted. So, you know, that's a good thing. But, uh, yeah, not too many people feeling on butts now. But at the time, this was probably grooving in the clubs, like you said, Dietrich, and you were definitely probably getting the request for it. And uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of where I'm at with that. I could I could definitely see this in a movie, or you know, I don't know if Jamie Fox always gravitates to this style, but. Yeah. Nah, he's pretty versatile. There's not too many yeah. songs he's got out that fit to this level. That's why this was kind of a shocker because, you know, it was coming out the gate. It was one of those hits. His his songs are kind of sleepers. If you, unless yeah. you're in that, that world or that realm and you're listening for him, you don't really see it coming. So when he does right. release the album or a song, you're kind of like, oh, okay. Like you go back and you listen to it and you could, you can, you can pick out stuff that might actually work and you like, I like this. Or you can be like, what in the hell is JB thinking? This it's a very, very polar opposite type situation. You either like him or you don't. Um yeah. as an artist. But he definitely has put in enough chops to be considered a music artist along with an entertainer, along with a comedian, along with uh an actor. You know, he he's trying to be part of that rap pack of nowadays where you know you just cover all all aspects of it. So right. I give him his props for what he's doing. And definitely in this song is one of those things. Like he's still going to the clubs. He's still hanging out with 20 year olds. And it's like, dude, okay. Um, yeah. I don't know if you better be careful. But, uh. but then it's, it's interesting. Cause like we watch, um, cause he has a game show called uh, beat Shazam. So like uh-huh. he, he, do, he does music when his daughter DJs. So his daughter's the co-host. You're like, okay. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. I haven't seen that. That sounds good. Yeah. So, but yeah, it, it it's it's interesting because like when I first mentioned this to my wife, she was like, "Well, isn't he a musician?" And it's like looked it up. No, he was an a straight up actor first. Like he did yeah. TV show and stuff, and then I think he's thought of more nowadays, kind of like an actor musician, like you said. So I think he went from yeah. like did he go from comedy to like serious stuff, or at least action movies. Yeah, and then he's into, also into music. It's <laughs> like all yes. over the place. He is all over the place. He was always wanting to be a musician first, but he fell into acting through his comedy because he basically yeah. uh, was in a, a whole bunch of like not short films. They were they were genuine films, but they were you know basically made for the black culture or things of that nature. Then once he started picking up because of the Jamie Foxx show, he, you also remember him from In Living Color. That's where he got his first start as Shanae. Yeah, no, Wanda, 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 Wanda. Yeah, so I was about to, please don't come for me. Don't <laughs> at me. All the people out there listening, don't do that. Yeah, it was, it was Wanda, but he got his start on In Living Color and then did the acting and the comedy tour and then wound up getting into a couple of movies. And then from there, he wound up becoming a leading man in a couple of movies and start taking serious movies and start taking action movies. And he's kind of run the gambit, right? So he's got some staying power in Hollywood. He's got some staying power in the music industry just because of the lanes in which he took. So I'm not mad at him and I'm not mad at the song. It's a great pick, in my opinion. 
Right. I'm a little biased though, because I, <laughs> I like throwing it in a rotation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I give it like a three and a half out of five, I guess. <laughs> That'll work. That's not bad, Tosh. <laughs> I know, I know. Okay. L five. It, it, when you said L five, it's like, okay, that's fair. I thought you were gonna go for out of ten. You're like, oh man. Oh, that would be like a yeah. A bad rating. All right. <laughs> right. So Yeah. But, okay. So all right. Uh well if nothing else, we're gonna go and move on. Um Damon. What did you pick? I already picked who's going next. So. Oh, you already you know the lined up. Yeah, yeah I, got, I, got, <laughs> I, I got. I have a formula. You know, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so right, right uh, out of the gate, uh, Jared, Jared Leto. Um, he was on the show called My So Called Life on MTV in the '90s, and that was with Claire Danes and some other actors. I should know their names, but um, that was like my first intro to to him as an actor and um, he, he played like Jordan Catalano or something like that. I think that was, maybe that was his name. I don't know. Anyway, he was like on that for a few years. Uh, he was in this movie called fight club and uh, that might've been around the time. Uh, I think that was close to the time that like right before, maybe right before he did uh, start his band called 30 seconds to Mars. So 30 seconds to Mars is, Probably one of my, not like a go-to band or anything, but I like a lot of their stuff. Um, and so the song I picked was uh, The Kill. And it's off of uh, an album called A Beautiful Lie. And I believe that was 2004? Um, could be wrong with that, but uh, anyway, so A Beautiful Lie is a pretty good album overall. Um, definitely deserves a spotlight for sure, the whole album does. But, um, in general, that's like one of my favorite songs on that album. Uh, but I like his, I like his career, Dallas Buyers Club. He's in, he's in a ton of stuff. I mean, you can't miss him, Jared Leto. I think it's Leto, not Leto. But yeah, Thirty Seconds of Mars. Guy had a big acting career, really good band. Oh, and uh, so my experience with them is that I ran into them at South by when I was working the festival in 2012. I was working panel rooms, and I pulled a Tommy Boy. I'm like, without even thinking about it, I'm telling people to exit to the left, my left. <laughs> <laughs> they're right and so all of a sudden out of nowhere 30 seconds to mars walks up to me <laughs> and they're just like all decked out in mascara and some fucking crazy uh boas on their fucking necks and shit and uh hair all done up you know they probably each had about 40 dollars worth of shit on uh or thousands of dollars who knows but uh yeah so they were walking out and i'm like Kind of know I knew who they were, but then I didn't realize because I had so many people walking by. And then they corrected me. He's like, "Are you sure you don't mean to the right?" <laughs> like, "Oh shit, oops." I'm like, "You guys can exit behind me. You're uh, you're 30 seconds to Mars, <laughs> so you're good." Um, and that was <laughs> that was right after I was in business school, and I used to jam out to their music while I was trying to write papers and shit, like two in the morning. Uh, I wanted to give those guys high fives, but I just I don't know. 
I cramped up. I got scared. I pulled the Tommy boy. Anyway, <laughs> that was my experience. But what did you guys think of uh, my pick, my choice track? So I knew of 30 Seconds to Mars. Uh, so I, I double checked here. So um, back when I worked at Hastings, uh, they had the, the 2002 album. Uh, it was one of those that they comped out. And so I had picked up that album and I know I listened to that one quite a bit, uh, but I never really followed up with any of the, the later albums uh, of it. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, this was 2005. Actually, I said four, but it's five. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, yeah it, it was, it, it was good. I mean, I liked it. I mean, I guess nice. I, I can't kind of get back in the, the feel of it. Like, um, you know, it, compared to the other ones that everyone else picked, like it just didn't, it didn't stand out as much, but maybe if you listen to more of that type of music, maybe it would stand out more. Um, and so, uh, but, but yeah, I liked it. And I didn't realize, yeah. I, I didn't realize that. I mean, I knew the name of the actor. I mainly knew the first time that the, the, the actor's name stuck in my head was when he played the Joker, but I didn't realize like he's, been kind of like a character actor like oh yeah i forgot the joker yeah yeah but but i mean even with the joker like everything else he's in he's more like you don't recognize him like he's not a movie star where like he looks the same in everything right like he is trying to change his appearance it seems like in everything he plays a little bit so maybe i'm wrong which one was that where he played the joker which one was that suicide suicide squad the yeah. Suicide Squad. Yeah, it, it wasn't the best Joker, but we don't like, talk about that Joker. That's <laughs> yeah, a forgettable <laughs> Joker. Not that I think he's a bad actor, but yeah, that's yeah. Okay, Heath Ledger, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I didn't reference that. Maybe that's why I probably wouldn't go there. But um, yeah, you know, he, he had kind of like a low key role too in Fight Club. So okay, yeah, I'm trying to remember where he was in Fight Club because, like, you the think blonde, this guy dude. was. Oh, he's the blonde dude that the yeah. one they, they guys. Got we don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Rule number <Which> one. <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man. Yeah. So, um, I've been on Jerry Little. I've known about Jerry Little for a long time. I had to correct myself right there. Um, it's a uh, yeah. He's definitely one of those. Um, I don't want to say pragmatic individuals, but um kind of comes across like that a little bit. Um he definitely is a method actor. Um all the way in. Um he, he sells himself hundred percent of the time, whatever he role he's in, especially when it comes to a singing. Um he definitely, you know, has a strong voice. Um whether or not the songs are rememberable or not, that's that could be up for debate. We're not gonna debate that, especially with any fans that are listening on to his particular shows or his albums. But this particular song was cool. I definitely liked his vibe on it. Um he can go to that shouting moment real quick. It's like, oh, okay. So I, I kind of define them as like alternatives. If that's wrong, please let me know. No, I think um, that's, like that's alternative a good rock band. Okay. Yeah, um, and, alternative rock. Yeah. yeah, alternative rock, and they definitely switch pace and and do all types of sort of things. And he definitely tries to push the boundaries on on what is music, but it's kind of like I don't know how to take it as far as whether I'm not going to say it's not authentic. 
I just don't know how to take it or accept it. So maybe it's just not for me per se, but I'm not going to take away and say that it's not a good artist because he definitely held his own on that. So, yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. And they have a definite sound. Like you can, when you hear it, you can recognize the sound. For um, sure. So, yeah. So, what yeah, do you think, um, I don't like it at all. <laughs> uh, there's nothing there to like for me. What you think? What is Morbius? Song. Come on, man. <laughs> That's not helping sell it, dude. Um, I know. <laughs> I just, I can't. I, it's not for me, man. I, I cannot get into this. Um, I, I'm very indifferent about Jared Leto, uh, but I'm not gonna let my opinions about Jared Leto um, affect my taste for this for the song and i just i don't like the song i don't i don't like it i i've not been a fan of of that band and uh it's just not for me man i i can i i can't find anything redeeming about the song um i do think jared leto does have some talent as an actor um i think he's a little bit much but i do think he i do think he is a talented actor but uh, I just can't get behind Jared Leto as a as a musician, and and um, if this is just a taste of his his uh, musical prowess, I'm just I'm not a fan. So, but I I have liked performances of his in movies, so I'll give him props for that. I I I, I like him more as an actor, but I just I I don't like I didn't like this song. All right, so Brandon, a guy asked Desert Island. 30 seconds to Mars or Ghost of Mars? Which one do you are you stuck with? I'm going to bring Ghost of Mars, dude. <laughs> I'm bringing Ghost of Mars. I, mean, I think you knew the answer to that, Todd. You're sort of trying to yeah. grind the fucking... It's, it's, it's a John Carpenter movie. <laughs> and also the score to the movie is by John Carpenter. Uh, and that's pretty cool. So uh, We don't have um, to take the obvious here, Todd. Okay. Yeah. Go that far. But, yeah, I mean, like... You know, I try to go go in with an open mind, but I just I, right. I could not I couldn't get behind it. Well, I mean, I I kind of thought that you wouldn't like it anyway. I did not that I picked <laughs> it to go up against you and like to challenge no. your opinion, but I just didn't think you no. would really dig it that much. Yeah, I mean, to each their own, right? And like, you should pick right. what you want to pick. I mean, I'm like, it, I, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm not always gonna have winners for the whole crowd here. Like, well, here's okay. the thing. Here's the thing. I have a whole side of like interests of music that I know you probably wouldn't like, just because like it's just like it's just the genre or the style. And I know it's not for everybody. Sometimes I'm very commercial poppy, and that's what I like, you know. And I don't give a shit. But um, <laughs> good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, this is definitely something that I I know that's not for everybody. And whether you like him as an actor or not. It's it's like a progressive rock or like a modern rock, and it's a little bit of pop rock, you know. But um, this album though, I thought was pretty cool. I like their cover art. I like how they're a little bit sci-fi with their stuff too. It's like you know they're they're an, a neat, interesting band. Um, they're very glamorous, <laughs> and that's what I saw at South by when he's walking up. It was like holy shit, who's this doing the boa and the fucking eyeliner? His hair was spiked out on all different directions, but I mean, it looked good at them. I mean, you know, they looked like they're badass musicians, you know. They, I don't think they even played that year, but they were there representing themselves, I guess. I don't know. If you're listening out there, 30 Seconds to Mars, I wish I had high-fived you guys. Maybe <laughs> I'll have a chance again. But, uh, yeah. 
Okay. All right. <laughs> so, so, so we. <laughs> I'm just. I'm picturing a world where. 30 seconds to Mars is actually listening to our podcast. <laughs> right, right. Well, just, you never know. Anyway. They're like, take a hit out on Brandon. Oh, wave it. Wave it. Nope. All right. It's fine. <laughs> I said I don't mind his acting. I know. I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah. His method's a little, little intense, but. Right. You know, like the- you don't like the so, Dallas Buyers so, Club? I thought. Yeah, it, what, yeah I, was, I like the movie. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. The, well, when when Dietrich said they was a method actor, and then I was like, then I thought about Morbius. Like, so wait a minute, is he sitting there drinking <laughs> some blood? Like, what the, <laughs> like, bro, you <laughs> never know. We don't. I need to try different different grades, like A, B, yeah. o, like. <laughs> Just hear about some of the stuff he did on that Suicide Squad set. <laughs> yeah. You oh, wait, never wait. know what you're getting with him. That's yeah. that's honest. He's out there for a little much, man. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'll have to do my homework. <laughs> no shade. No shade. I got you. But I'm throwing shade over my head. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna go and move it on to our our next uh, person. So Dietrich, what you got for us? Oh God, I'm going third. What do I do? <laughs> All right. So um, this particular actor, I will say actor in the, the correct stance because there should not be such a thing as actor, actress, in order to, to separate the sexes. Yeah, they're all actors. Uh, has been around for a very long time. Um, we've seen her grow up on the Disney Club. Uh, we've seen her uh, in different movies, shows. All over the place. She's seen as the girl next door, aka, uh, you know, close sex symbol, aka 90s, 2000s, definite star, uh, in the mix. Um, you would even know her from her horror movies, from being in I Know What You Did Last Summer to being the Ghost Whisperer to being in Chicago 911 to being in several different shows and accolades up under her name. Um, we all know her. We all love her. We all thought about her in a wet dream of one time or another. Her name is Jennifer Love Hewitt. Uh, what you do not know or do or not very uh, pervy to, depending on who you ask, is she actually had a somewhat budding music career. Um, she produced uh, four solo albums um, of herself. And um, it definitely was one of those situations where um, you had to, you know, either like it or love it or nothing of it. So, um, it happened when 2000, oh, sorry, 1992 was her debut album. She released it. It was called Love Songs. Um, it was released strictly in Japan exclusively. Um, and then in 95, uh, that was the age 12, which kind of threw it off, but then at age, uh, 15, she released uh, an album called Let's Go Bang, which, which was like, um, yeah, the wordplay on that was kind of funny, but then, you know, it is what it is. In 96, she came out with Jennifer Love Hewitt, self-titled, but in 2002, she came out with a particular album that, uh, not only was it probably her best-selling album, um, but it was one that kind of put her on the charts as a possible, like, artist to watch during that time frame. And it was called Bare Naked. That was the title of the album. Um, the song that I had y'all listen to was our title track called Bare Naked. Bare Naked. 
where uh, it was probably her best produced song. It actually reached the American charts. Um, she did hit top 200. Uh, I believe that this song got to like number 59 on the charts uh, for that year. And it was one of those that kind of put her on the map as, hey, this is somebody that we need to watch now. Coincidentally, she hadn't released another album since then. <laughs> So, but it was definitely one of our most popular ones. The other, her most popular song to date, though, was back in 92, I believe it was called um, How Do I Feel? And that was probably the one that you remember the most because that's what came out around um, I Know What You Did Last Summer. And that's what she was trying to get on that vibe. And she was definitely in the 90s sound at the time. It's how do I feel about me? How do I feel about you? And it was like all that stuff was all up in there. But that was Jennifer Love Hewitt, if you didn't know. So tell me what y'all think about the song Bare Naked. And if you got a chance to watch the video, like I went back to do, um, let me know what y'all think. This is bringing me back to like the definitely that time period where this album would have come out. And uh-huh. it- Makes me think of, I know you did last summer and all, you know, that whole series, which is, I thought it was kind of just like a fun slasher series, which is cool. Uh, I, I, I liked her role in Can't Hardly Wait. I thought she was really good in that. Always, always a hottie, you know, and the album cover is pretty fucking hot. <laughs> yeah. Bare naked and she's in like jeans and that's it. And it's just, whoa. Okay. So. Yeah. That's, I don't know if you want to share this album with your kids, but uh, at least the cover anyway. But yeah, don't be afraid to show it, girl. I don't know. But she's looking pretty uh, pretty awesome. And yeah, the song is kind of not what I would pick for like my favorite song. It's sort of like <laughs> very, it's very, very poppy. Yep. Um, which is probably like, I'm seeing like a trend here with like actors that became musicians. It's almost like they're, it's like, uh, oh gosh, like, I don't want to say they spoiled rich kid or whatever, but like, you know, they're doing really well. They become musicians after being actors and they're just having fun with it. Doesn't mean they're good at it, but it's like, she's got a good voice. So uh-huh. I don't want to, I don't want to say she's a good voice. She sounds good. It's not an awful song, but it's like a coffee house. Listen, you know, yep. and that's, I, I call anything a coffee house listen that's going to be like in the background or a party vibe, maybe, but like coffee house listening, you know, and that's not bad. It's just, uh, I can't get into this. Like I, like I could listen to like an album, like Lana Del Rey or something, you know, uh-huh. to me, she's like a one and done for her music, but I respect her for what she's doing and she's way better than me at everything. <laughs> So anyway, her looks would just burn me into the sidewalk. Like my image would just be burned in the sidewalk if she walked by me. But uh, yeah, that's Jennifer Love Hewitt. Awesome uh-huh. hottie that tried out music. <laughs> I'm not degrading her as a person. Just, yeah. So two uh, and a half stars. <laughs> Damon's always trying to get the rating. System. It just it works. I don't know. Five stars out of five. Yeah. You give that song five stars out of five? No, no, no two, and half, two and a <laughs> half. You said two and a half. I was like, oh no. Yeah, I'm just okay. saying five stars is like the that's the you know that ah. not ten, but yeah. Anyway, not the worst pick though, Dietrich. I like I like where you come from with this. So thank you. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. 
Um, I'm I'm not gonna rank it, um, but it's not gonna be the best ranking. Uh, <laughs> if I did, um, it's you know it it is very poppy, and it is definitely a product of its of its time. Um, and either you like that or you don't like that kind of music. I maybe I have to be in the right mindset, but I just I can't really get behind it. You know, I definitely definitely like I think that was probably my first time listening to it and being like my mid forties and that's the first time I've heard it, you're not gonna make me a fan. Like it's not I'm not gonna be you're not gonna convert me into a, a fan of this song. Like if I had listened to it when it first came out, maybe maybe I could enjoy it a little bit more. You know, there's definitely some of her uh peers around that time who had similar music and because I heard it then, I probably have a, a soft spot for some of that music. Um, but because I never heard it then, and now I'm hearing it for the first time, I just, I can't quite wrap my brain around, around this, this type of song. Um, you know, is it, is it, is she talented? Sure. I mean, I don't think you're going to get a a record deal if you don't have some talent, you know, and I think she can sing. It's just not, it's not really music that's catered to my taste. So, yeah. And I'm just, well we're just strictly talking about the music. And, uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Very well spoken. Very well spoken. Not bad. Um, yeah. I can definitely see exactly where you're coming from. Cause that's what got me. Um, being the fact that I heard it back in the day when it came out around that other time of music that was out there at the time. And so it does have a soft spot. The other song more so than this one, but just her singing in general. Had a soft spot just because I was like, oh, look at little Jennifer trying to sing. Oh, you're so cute. That's because she's so hot, dude. That's how yeah, she exactly. That's how she got the record deal. Just her looks probably got her. That's her brand. Insulting. That's it insulting. It is. Her Whatever brand is. got her the, the <laughs> That is insulting. Label. She didn't get the job, the, 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 you don't uh, think music the, contract well, her career just for general. being attractive. I think it's a big part of it, and then I think Dude, your career. I think better. you're taking. I think you're taking a huge gamble on any actress yeah. who's going to like create a you know uh, a music album. Like it's not a guaranteed win. I think Mila Jovovich is a fucking talented musician, and she was an actress. Um, but I think Jennifer Love Hewitt is a great actress, and I think she's probably probably on par with Mila. You know, they're both really good. I just think the music avenue was like coffee house music is definitely like you're just testing it. You're just trying it out. And now when I say on her looks, like she fit a demographic of this style of music and people know who she is and she's already got a fan base. So like that threw her into like a label pretty quick. And I'm not right. saying that she didn't work for it because she worked her ass off. I'm sure. Um, she does deserve it. Of course she does. It's, it's part of its looks. It's not everything. Um, well, see, but that's what it feels like though. When you see it, it's kind of, you know what I mean? So I, I don't quite buy it only because there were other okay. actors and actresses <laughs> that were more popular than her that never took a stab at creating music career? and who might've had a career but they just never saw fit to pursue it. And she did. Right. And I think it's partly because she has talent. She sounds great. And she has a really good voice. I mean, that's without a doubt. So that talent is there. I mean, and there are some musicians that weren't actor actors or whatever before 
and they went into it after or whatever, but they're not as good as her. So her voice, definitely good. If she was really serious about it, I think this is like, I think she could do great things, but I think it's more of like a studio kind of like, like it fit what they wanted at the time. And it looked really good. It just, I mean, she's not doing it now, right? Or is she still doing stuff? I she's haven't seen anything that she's doing as far as music-wise. But yeah. Taj, go ahead and say your point, and then I'll come after you. Oh, well, I mean, so it, I had never heard it before, and, and I kind of get where Brandon's coming from, because, like, it, it was very much of the time it reminded me a lot of, like, um, you know, Avril Lavigne or Nadila, Nadila Imbrigo. I always get that name wrong. Natalie Imbruglia? Yeah. 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 But, but yeah, I mean, it, and you know, that music, I, I ate that up like ice cream, you know, during that time frame. So, um, I'm right. surprised like this one, it, I enjoyed it. I liked it for what it was for, for the period piece, but, uh, there was something missing just a bit where, and it may be just cause I grew up with the other ones, not this one, but like the style was there. It just, it, it was kind of missing an, an it factor for me, but I, I think if she worked at it, she had a, there was a lane there for her to go. Cause if she had the name and she could make a bigger name than, you know, a musician like Avril Lavigne or somebody that was in that same lane, you know, it, Avril I, Lavigne was an artist, like musician right away. And she still does stuff now. She just kind of like had, had a recent comeback, but yeah. they're kind of, they're not exactly the same. She's more, she's like punk. Right. Uh, but, uh, sort of like but, pop punk, I guess. But, well, yeah, but, but you know, that whole coffee house thing, like some people like coffee house music. Like, and, yeah, and I know, and I didn't I know, say I wouldn't like it if I walked into a coffee house and I heard it playing. I'd be like, oh, it's pretty good. I think I'm going to get a caramel macchiato right now. Because Jennifer Love Hewitt's voice just makes me want to. You were going into the coffee shop to get that caramel. <laughs> I probably was going in for a regular like coffee. I was like Starbucks. You're too expensive, man. Like I just wanted like the buck the system a little. But then I hear Jennifer Love Hewitt. I'm getting a macchiato. <laughs> it worked. Well, Definitely worked. <laughs> no, I'm just laughing. So. Here's what I'll say. I, I kind of see both of your parts. There had to be some kind of talent there in order to have a label behind it in order to push it. With that being said, you know, during, especially during the late nineties, early two thousands, it literally was about looks. If you compare that to today's music, today's music, you'll have females or have a certain type of look or have a certain type of way of coming across. Um, right. you can think of right. anybody exactly. from, yeah, exactly. it's all the new artists that are out right now. And then you have folks like Madonna who are still changing their body parts to try to keep up with what's going on. Then you have folks like Lizzo who um, defy or defeat all body stereotypes when you're talking about popular artists, right? But then back then, if you had a certain look and don't let you be an actual youth, like a movie star, so to speak, or a teen icon or whatever the case in point may be, you were like almost expected to come out with some kind of music or some kind of, some kind of, um, secondary, um, treat for the fans to eat up. And this is kind of the genre that she fell into. So the fact of her failing wasn't necessarily just her pulling away as it more so was the fact of, you know, uh, 
kind of a product of her own doing. She had her own brand going on. She was known as a movie star. She was known as a TV star, so to speak. Also, uh, you coming out with music really didn't get the same kind of respect as it should have if folks just close their eyes and listen to the actual music itself. So, and plus the music itself was very, very popular. When I say popular, I mean poppy. It had a popish sound to it. It was very clean. It was very polished. There was not a lot of roughness in there or edge for somebody to come in and take a piece of it and be like, hmm, let me listen to this a little bit more. You see what I'm saying? So because of that, I think all those factors just kind of came into the fold. So I think both of y'all are right to an extent on, on what you're saying and how you're saying it. Yes, she looked good enough to where they definitely want to put that out. And that was another avenue they could collect money off of her. Yes, she is an artist. But at the end of the day, she stopped being an artist for whatever reason. And the music didn't carry on from there. So she still continued to act. She still continues to act. So I just seen her in a Hallmark movie. So a Christmas one. So as far as I'm concerned, like she's still oh, in that game. Yeah, she's still in that game. She's still doing what she needs to do. But during this time and this era, this is what she decided to do. And that's why I brought her to the masses or at least to us or and whoever else is listening out there in the podcast land. But the fact of, you know, go back and listen to Jennifer Love Hewitt. See if it's something that you like or not. So my, yeah. my uh, well, comparison would be Michelle Branch or something like that. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. And sh- she's in the the regular 911, not the Texas 911. So right. and I, did, I didn't. To be honest, it, I had no idea of her as an actress until when I was looking at images and then I saw her as like, oh, it's the chick from 911. I was like, oh, okay. So, because like, I didn't, to be honest, I didn't follow her in the 90s. So it's like, wait a minute, hold on. So you didn't know who she was? What? You didn't watch Can't Hardly Wait or I know you did last summer. <laughs> I'm going to kick your ass, though. No, no, not really. No. You didn't know who Jennifer Love Hugh was sort of until you saw her. Is that when you saw her, you knew who it was, like her face and all that. Yeah, but really, like the only show I've really seen her in is like nine one one. You never watched the Ghost Whisperer. No, never watched the Ghost Whisperer. Wow, I could have sworn that have been right up your alley. Party of five. I was Buffy. Yeah, Party of Five, dude. I didn't watch Party of Five. You were Buffy. Oh man. That's crazy. The vampire slayer, you know? Yeah. I was watching I mean, that too, though. I, Sarah actually, Michelle Geller. Yes. I yeah. was more of a Buffy fan too, but I mean, I can't wait for the Christmas movie now. Now that I know the Christmas movie, I'm going to get my eggnog and whiskey going. Yeah. Get Jennifer Love Hewitt uh, sitting by the fireside, bare naked. Yeah. Man. <laughs> All right, well, let's go ahead and wrap this up before you start saying more <laughs> stuff about it. Jennifer Love you. Get um, more trouble. Yeah. Notice that it wasn't me this time. I, I just know that's for the record. It was not me this time. I think I said all I need to say about that. Um, all right. So, so Brandon, let's go ahead. Huh? Brandon, you, you had a, a song for us, didn't you? I already. Oh. You yeah, haven't yeah. done your yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're the cleanup man. man. I can't. No, I was sipping you. Oh, uh, fuck British choice. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. It's all right, guys. You guys, I, I can't compete against Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> really? so you don't have to. Let's just go ahead and, and like 
flip the record. Um, no. Nah, all right. Oh, hell no. I completely forgot. I thought I had already gone. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> 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 this conversation went on way too long about a Jennifer Love Hewitt song. And I'm like, it feels like I've already gone, right? Um, okay. So uh, I'll make this. <laughs> You have the perfect lead in. You can just start singing Fuck You Softly. <laughs> Dude. No. That's not even the song. I'm keep, anyway, I'm, it's keeping a, song. I'm keeping it classy here, okay? <laughs> no, but it's, it's a song by the album. If you know the I album, do know what right. the song is, but I'm not going to do that. Um, all right. So, okay. You know what? I, I don't, I'm not going to do much of an introduction. Uh, my actor. I picked is Jack Black and the band that he's in is Tenacious D and the song I picked is Tribute. It's from their 2001 self-titled debut album. Tenacious D formed in 1994 with Kyle Gass. Uh, they where they've been they've known each other since the 80s they came from the uh actors gang theater company out of la um and i think in the 90s they started toying with trying to become a band and like i said they formed officially in 1994 um by the late 90s they were the opening act for bands like weezer and tool and uh and pearl jam i mean they are a awesome rock comedy group uh the song itself tribute is actually inspired by jack black telling kyle gas one day that the song won by metallica is maybe the greatest song in the world and then kyle said no and he goes well maybe we could do a tribute to the greatest song in the world and that's where this started um the music video is great with uh dave Grohl and um uh, like I said, Jack, Jack Black is known primarily as an actor. That's where he got his start. Uh, but, you know, by, by, but in 2001, they finally had an album come out. Uh, he's, you know, they, they, they are still together. They're still touring. They're awesome. Um, the first time I ever heard this song might have been the music video with, uh, Dave Grohl. And Echo. I don't know why. Oh, go ahead. You're fine. You got it. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, I think the first time I heard it might have been the music video. Um, just always been a fan of Tenacious D. I think the song is awesome. Jack Black, he has some pipes on him. Uh, he is very, very talented. They're very talented writers and talented musicians. You guys all know Tenacious D. I love Tenacious D. What do you guys think? So, I, I mean, I... I now know the album. Like I knew the album before, but the crazy part was like, I didn't, when the album first came out, I didn't know it, but I was in Chicago at the time. I distinctly remember this because, or sometime after it came out, but there was, (laughs) so my story is I moved into this house with two roommates in Chicago. And then there was this third friend that always came by the house, right? This guy, crazy, high energy guy would, you know, pick, push anybody's button just to get riled them up. The thing was, he was always singing Tenacious D songs. Like he knew every song, every lyric and would sing them all the way through. And so I didn't put it together till years later. It's like, 
this guy would just sing intonation D songs all the time. But yeah, um, once I, I went back and, and listened to this album, yeah, it's, it's an amazing album. I almost wish you didn't pick the track so we could do the whole album. But yeah, this tribute song is like <laughs> the, the lines in it are, are just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the, the whole devil voice is like, be you angels. <laughs> Nay, we be but men. Rock. <laughs> and you're like, holy shit. <laughs> like, yeah. Just the, but the musical talent is there. Like you can't deny it. Like the comedy is there, but like the musical talent, like they can sound what they need to sound like and they can pull it off. You know, they're not faking it. So, but yeah, totally, totally amazing track. So for sure. So. Hmm. Sorry. Okay. No, you're good. You're good. Um, so here's the deal. I've always laughed at Tenacious D. I've never really considered them a band. I've always considered them as two friends that got together and loved doing stuff. Love playing music. And, you know, essentially, you can say that's a band and you say, yes, they open up for all these different artists and, and definitely live the rock lifestyle, quote unquote. Um, that being said, like, this is, it's definitely good. I love tribute. I love the fact of you know, the story that you told based off of why they did the song tribute to the best song it was ever written. Um, that I can't complain about. Um, I really just in general, like, I don't know if I can make it through a whole album, uh, of them, but I do know that they're funny as hell. I do know Jack Black is crazy. I definitely loved him in School of Rock, Nacho Libre. And we're not even going to talk about Brutal Legend. That was one of my favorite games when, you know, when it came out and just because of his soundtrack that was to it. So um I definitely see why you would bring him up. And for me, it's just hard to adapt to make him like an actual like musician, like rock star, so to speak, because of I'm, I can't separate the visual from the lyrics. And I guess that's my hang up, you know, but for the most part, like you can't tell him he can't rock because that's what he does. He rocks and he's definitely done that for a long time and I respect him for it. It might not be necessarily my cup of tea, but I'm not going to hate on it because, you know, they, he definitely has a role. He he carved his own lane. And I, if anybody carves their own lane, especially in a genre that, Anybody can laugh at you for any given reason and you turn it into you're making them laugh on purpose. You got all my respect in the world for that. So that's pretty much where I'm going to go from there. Good pick for the theme, Brandon. I give you that. Oh, yeah. Cool. What crack was a wicked down? Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty awesome. I like Jack Black. I liked the HBO show, the Tenacious D show that they had there for a short time and Kyle Glass, like those guys are awesome, and I see what you're coming from, Dietrich. Like they're they're like these performers, they're a comedy duo. So like I don't even think they thought they were going to be musicians, really. Like they didn't think it was really going to be a thing that would continue to just create fucking album after album. But they come out with these like albums of stories. They're storytellers, mm-hmm. and I like the storytelling in their music. Kind of like the band Fish does that too, and some other bands. But, like, they go back old school, like, fucking, like, some of his videos, he looks like he's, you know, going going to Hogwarts or something, or uh-huh. Mordor, and he's got fucking swords and shit. Like, they're, they're just a cool duo. 
my experience with Tenacious D, I went to a Tenacious D show that was so fucking hard to get into. I think I must have had a badge at South by Southwest this year, that year that it might have been the same year that I um, I was talking about earlier when I was uh, running into 36 of Mars. But I went to a Tenacious D show and I ended up hanging out with Doug Benson from the movie Super High Me. Um, yeah, I was hanging out with him for like a little bit in the crowd and I could have gone up to probably get even closer to the band or meet some people or whatever, but we had to get going. <laughs> so that got cut short, but it was fun while it lasted. That was a cool time. I see, I see, I've seen them like a few times, but, uh, I love their live albums. I love all their stuff. I you can't go wrong with Tenacious D. Good pick, Brandon. We're, we're starting to connect a little bit again, you know, bringing back, bringing me back into the fold here. We, we both like the D. So, and I can't. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) For the next one to, uh, the next album to come out. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, um, I'm now going to officially pick up that needle. uh, (laughs) Flip the record and uh, we're going to drop that needle on side B. So, um, you guys cool with that? I'm sorry. Did you have anything more to say? No, nothing. (laughs) I just thought that was a good mic drop there from Damon. So, um, all right. So we're now on side B. And uh, Taj, you had some work, some homework for us. Uh, what, 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 what what was the album that we had to listen to? So, yeah, I had some homework for us. Uh, the album that we had to listen to was, uh, and like I said, Previously, I thought this is an album that I would have been fighting Brandon on. Uh, I thought I could have sworn that he would have picked it, uh, but it was William Shatner's Has Been. Uh, so it was produced by Ben Folds, uh, which is part of why I, I also wanted to, to pick it was uh, because of that. Uh, this album, it, to be honest, I was introduced to by Brandon because um, he actually went to go see William Shatner and got a copy for me uh, of the album. Um, I didn't really know that it was produced by Penfolds until afterwards. And it was like, yeah, it was just, it was, it was amazing. It stood out. So just to kind of back up um, in case for some strange reason, you don't know who William Shatner is. <laughs> uh, William Shatner. Uh, was oh, I'm surprised you know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. All right, just kidding. Come on. So, uh, William Shatner started out as an actor in a, in a cop drama, T.J. Hooker. And so then he was in that. And then uh, from there, you know, he got offered to do a, a space western. <laughs> You're getting your, your, your oh. timeline mixed up here. Oh, really? Yeah. Was T.J. Hooker after? Yes. It was? Oh. T.J. Hooker was in the 70s. Uh, okay. Sorry. Okay. So, but I mean, William Shatner, like he was television star. <laughs> so, but he did Star Trek and then he did TJ Hooker after, I guess. So, but, and then they did Star Trek movies. The, the interesting thing, like he's an actor that, so if you think about it, like back in the twenties, when fame first came around, like people didn't know how to deal with fame, but like when William Shatner, like he had that new fandom type of fame where like you had really obsessed people that got really into TV shows 
that thought that the actors knew everything that the character knew. Right. And so, because especially coming out after all that, you have conventions and stuff, and then it just kind of a weird fandom type of thing. So, um, I, you know, I've always appreciated William Shatner. I mean, it's, it's interesting because you have other actors like David Hasselhoff around the same time period where like people have different opinions uh, of actors, you know, and, you know, around this time when this album came out, you know, there was very much the, not the, you know, not similar to like Kentro culture now, but back in that time period in the 2000s, you had to very much have a has been, um, attitude, especially towards like David Hasselhoff and William Shatner and, and other people that were like previous stars and stuff. And you're like, where are these people still trying to do acting? Right. Um, or, or, or do stuff. And, and I think William Shatner came out with this and the title itself is interesting on that, but like every single track um, on this album, I think is, is amazing. Now, what I will say is that William Shatner has his lane. He has his style. He knows his thing. And I think this album shows what a good producer can do because the producer stylized each one of these tracks around what the artist could do. And each track was different. Each track did what it, it could do with the artists. And I think, I think it blew it out the water. I, I also think that it's interesting because each track touches on a different aspect of, of William Shatner as a person and um, you know, or how different people think about him. And I think as like a moment in time, like it's just amazing, amazing album. So it's very, very unique. <laughs> I'll say that. Um, and stylized, you know, it very much borders on poetry most of the time. But yeah, other than that, I, I think they're just some real bangers of, of songs on here. Um, I, yeah, it's hard for me to pick one. Uh, I'm, you know, shout out to, you know, together and real, um, even shout out to has been, but if, if since I'm first, I'm going to go ahead and go with common people. And in 30 seconds time, she said, I want to live like common people. I want to do whatever common people do. I want to sleep That's this version of common people. It's the first one I ever heard. I have gone back to listen to other versions of common people, but this one, there's something about the spoken part that just makes it play better uh, to this. And, and, you know, and I know it, it seems weird, you know, having the song Common People sung by William Shatner, but I think he pulls off that branding of blue collar everyday man that it makes it work. You, you don't you don't think of him as a as a super mega movie star, you know, with a mansion. <laughs> He's singing Common People. You just think of him like as a, a washed up TV star <laughs> that's Common People now. He's like, yeah, I used to have something, but yeah. I don't know. What, what do you guys think? Sorry. I'm, Let me, yeah. I'm going to chime in first. Hopefully okay. that's okay with everyone. Because uh, I am probably the resident William Shatner, Shatner fan here. Uh, I love William Shatner. Um, Taj knows that for sure. Right. Um, I've, I've dragged Taj to go see Star Trek 2 at least once or twice at the movie theater. Um, that's my favorite Trek movie, <laughs> if anybody cares to know. Um, Rathacon. 
uh, <laughs> Radicon rules. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've always, I've, I'm a big fan of William Shatner. And, uh, I mean, and it, it's not just, it's not just to be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for to be ironic. Like I really do like William Shatner. <laughs> um, you know, his work on like Twilight Zone episode and, you know, TJ Hooker, Star Trek, of course. Uh, but then even bit, bit parts he's had in other movies and stuff like that too. But anyway, um, so yeah, I am a William Shatner fan. And, um, when this album came out, we were living in LA and I had never actually heard the album, but I knew that he was signing, I think at Tower Records down on Sunset. And I wanted to meet William Shatner. So this was definitely my opportunity. And so me and my wife, uh, we went to Tower Records, waited in line, and we got one signed for me, and then we had another signed for Taj. And uh, it was pretty awesome to actually get to meet Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk's my favorite uh, starship captain, um, still is to this day. Uh, and, you know, and then I listened to the album when I got home, and I loved it. It's so unique, and it's so different. And, you know, I think you really nailed it there, Taj, when you said, like, he definitely stayed in his lane. And, you know, the the producers knew exactly what they had. And they surrounded himself or surrounded William Shatner with a bunch of talent. And I think that's what makes this album really good is the talent that's around him. And and Shatner, you know, he seemed game. This whole album, he seemed game. Like, it's kind of like you're listening to this and going, this might be the happiest William Shatner probably has been in a long time. Um, and I, you know, I kind of get that vibe when I listen to it. Um, so yeah, I, I think there's not a bad song on this album. I really enjoy it. It is so unique and different. It's not run of the mill music for sure. Um, but there really are some really good catchy songs in here. And, um, yeah, I, I think it's a great choice. I'm glad that you picked it, Taj, because honestly, I probably haven't thought about this album in forever, even though right behind me, I have the signature and William Shatner right behind me framed on the wall. Um, anybody who could see the, the uh, Skype call could see it right now. But anyway, um, so I, I stare at it very every nice, day, Brandon, but I, nice. never, I never think about the album. It's very um, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I think this is a great choice. I'm so glad that you you picked it. It was great to return to it because it has been a long time since I've listened to it. Um, and yeah, I I just think it's it's a phenomenal album. Uh, I might make a companion piece and call it Never Was. Um, but uh, anyway, um, yeah, I I think it's it's awesome. And if I had to pick. A favorite track. There are a couple that always come to mind. And I'm going to go with my gut because like right when I started listening to it, I was waiting for this one song and then it came on and go, oh, yeah, that's my jam. And that's uh, you'll have time. Maybe you won't suffer. Maybe it's quick, but you'll have time to think. Why did I waste it? Why didn't I taste it? You'll, you'll have time is my, my favorite track on there. So, um, yeah, I, I'm glad you picked it, and uh, it was it's uh, it was great to return and listen to it. Thank you. 
Well, cool. Damon, what you think, man? <laughs> I think that Brandon picked my fucking song. <laughs> Damn you, Brandon. Uh, <laughs> have you guys ever seen Shit My Dad Says? That was a, It was on for one season. That was like my excited time to see William Shatner like, do a sitcom. <laughs> in 2010, it was like right after I moved into my house. Yeah, that was kind of fun for that year. Um, and then there's a Twilight Zone episode that I really like. The, in the nick of time or the nick of time. He's on like a train and it's like a loop. And it's just, yeah, that's that that I thought was really cool too. Um, he's done a lot of stuff. But so, yeah, I guess like I could probably pick another song. <laughs> I like I do like you'll have time because it like makes you think about I guess your own demise. <laughs> but he makes he makes fun of it, you know, like he's making light of the fact that we're all gonna die. <laughs> it's so weird. Like he's saying about this like serious shit, but it's like wow, he's he's right. Like all the stuff he's saying, <laughs> it's it's just the stuff I thought about, you know, it's like Oh, how how true is this shit, man? And you got like almost all these songs. You either have background singers, which is like kind of like it's like he's like in a choir or something at a church, or or you, like this one, or you've got Ben Folds jumping in, screaming in the background. <laughs> I love right. Ben Folds like when he jumps in and starts singing like his lines, you know, so appropriate. Like they're a good duo for sure. But yeah, the whole album's like it's just badass. I'm probably gonna have to listen to this a few times over and over and over again. Um The Ideal Woman is good. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. And then real, but yeah, I'll go with uh I'll go with real. TV doesn't mean I'm any more enlightened than you. And while there's a part of I like real. Okay. Because I'm oh, real. Oh. You're real? Right. In your J-Lo voice. What's funny is because I've listened to this album uh, so many times, uh, I watch Mass Singer with my family. It, uh, of William Shatner is one of two people like first song they come out sing like I know exactly who this is and William Shatner was on Mass Singer and you're like he's singing and it's like I know this voice who the hell it's like oh it's William Shatner one pauses <laughs> right but yeah go ahead Dietrich sorry nah you good man I'm letting y'all get it out this is my first time listening to it um first time actually going through it I uh, went through it a couple of times just to make sure I got the feel of what was going on. Surprised the shit out of me. He's doing spoken word. <laughs> I thought he was going to be trying to do some kind of semi-crooner ship, but in actuality, the spoken word worked. And like you said, they, they built an ensemble around him that, that made it a spectacular album. So I give you an A plus for the album. Um, definitely wasn't expecting that coming from Shatner, but I could, totally see it now coming from Shatner. So it definitely made sense. On top of that, um, the storytelling was weird. Um, this, this definitely had his fun points. Excuse me. Other times I thought he was 
coming across serious and I was like, oh, I, I got to take this a serious tone. He's not throwing a joke. Like he's really being um, serious on this. So like my heartfelt pick would have been, it hasn't happened yet. That, that like touched my soul, just the music and the background and his voice and, and how everything rolls in. It's got like a, 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 a like off tempo jazz feel to it. And it was just, it's just like, yeah, that's something that I could get into. But my all time favorite on here is something that reminds me of myself. And I just can't get into that. My favorite shows on TV have 12 minutes of advertising. I can't get behind that kind of time. Eat quickly, drive faster, make more money now. I can't get behind that. <laughs> it was my, my all time cut because it's literally like an older individual complaining about what people are doing nowadays and in a modern time. And I find myself doing that the older I get, the more I complain about the generations behind me, like, what the fuck are y'all thinking? Like, where is this coming from? Like, like you say 100, just say 100. You're, you're literally right there with the syllable. Like, come on. But, like, um, he totally hit on a bunch of voices. Like, out of out of a show that you're watching, twelve minutes of it is commercials. I just can't get into that. Like, <laughs> right. like, that hit my heart. Real talk. I would be wanting to speed through commercials like crazy. Like you're cutting into my into my shit. Like, come on, man, get out of there. But yeah, it just it totally touched me in a way that you know no other song kind of touched me like that. And no, the songs didn't physically touch me. They just got me you know in the heart type situation. Bunch of perverts out here. But um, for the most part, yeah, man, I definitely like the pick. It was an off-kilter pick. I see why you two love him so much. I see why you have the singers you're branding. He is a very charismatic individual, and it comes across in all facets of anything that he does. Through the commercials, through the acting, through through the, the music that he's putting out, through the stand-ups that he's doing, like... He's definitely one of those charismatic cats, and you can't get mad at that. When somebody has charisma, that je ne sais quoi, you cannot take it away from them, no matter how old they get. It's just there. It's always going to be there. So hats off. And um, I definitely like that. Yeah. When The other thing is like uh, that song, That's Me Trying. Like that, as far as I know, it's a real story. Like that is really him trying to reconnect with his estranged daughter, which is like, you're like, is this really? Yeah, I was, I was wondering about that. And you're like, part of you is like, should you be doing this? And part of you is like, man, that's like, that's ballsy. That I, I don't know how else to put it, but like to 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 be. I mean, it's ballsy as it's self-deprecating. Yet it's like, I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> like you, you can't. Yeah. It's like everything yeah. all at once, and it's just weird because, like, he, you know, he's throwing out his own dirt. He's showing you his own dirt. Yet you're like, why are you doing this? Like, you don't have to do this. But he's like, nope. I'm gonna be honest. Like, this is this is who I am. And you're like, all right. I I kind of want to commend oh. you for it, but then I kind of want to be like, man, you fucked up. <laughs> like, it's kind of like shit, the show shit my dad says. I think is about the estranged daughter and. Oh, okay. It's coming back into real life. No? No, that's ba- that was based on a podcast, I think. Shit my dad says? Yeah. Yeah, it was like okay. a podcast or like an audio book or something like that. Okay. But like he was, was he was cast as a dad, but it's actually based on 
this uh, this else. guy's like like his own life and his own memoir. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I thought I heard that it was based on like his experience, but um, yeah, I thought I, I thought that was an interesting song too, Taj. Like, I was I was thinking to myself, like, is he really singing about like talking about his? I wouldn't say like he was like singing, but he was right. talking about his life. Like, it really seemed real. So, thanks for confirming that. Wow. Yeah. So. But, okay. So, and then, thanks for uh, clearing that up, Brandon. Because I was like, oh, I thought that was. Yeah, I, I'm I'm 99% positive. I could be wrong, but I remember it being based on on uh, this guy's uh, podcaster or whatever it was. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Well, either way, like I, I'm I was blown away. Like I'm thinking about to myself, like, oh wow, William Shatner, he's doing all this like creative stuff. He's a he's an actor, of course he is. He's in the arts. That's what he does. It's hard to like realize that sometimes because people are so good at what they do, like they get typecast, whatever. But him branching out, working with music and doing all these cool things with Ben Folds. That's what I like about, you know, the song Real too. Ben Folds is like getting up all in there, you know. Yeah, Shatner Shatner is not a has been. And to right. kind of right. to, to spin it's ironic, I guess. To spin a, a, a line in a different direction from Star Trek two. He did something. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, Taj more than... Taj I, get, I get it. <laughs> but, like, that, I guess, like, your pick, Brandon, like, it really does, like, that really affected me. <laughs> you don't have time, like, oh, fuck. Ah, like, shit. I didn't do anything. And uh, now it's, oh, it doesn't matter? Oh, fuck. Okay. Well. What's I mean, you know, knock on wood, but like, it, what's interesting about that song is like, you know, when something happens to William Shatner, you know, that's the song they're going to play because like he has the line in there. It's like by the time you hear this, even I might be dead. You're like, oh shit! Like, yeah, that was like fucked that, up. That, like, that, <laughs> oh wait, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> right? You're like, damn. Like, all right, I guess we know what we're playing <laughs> with the time jumps. Like, knock on wood. Hopefully like, it's not anytime soon. But think like, about it, fuckers. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> exactly. it's, it's like in your face, everybody in the whole entire world. Um. Anyway, right? Sort of depressing, but kind of funny and enlightening. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, okay. Well, um, if we're ready to move on, I have an important question for Brandon. Wait, don't I have a track that I'm supposed to tell you or something? Uh, you told me your track. No, I'm kidding. Remember how I, <laughs> I messed up earlier and I just wanted to move on. <laughs> Wait, you can pick you want to pick a second track? No, I'm just <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Hold on. No, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Well, I'd still got an important question for you, Brandon. Oh yes. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh do you have homework for us? Yeah, I do. Um so uh I, I wanted to to pick this album at some point, and I wasn't quite sure how. And I wanted to make sure that everybody could listen to it because uh, it's not readily available. So I'm going to help you guys with this, too. So the uh, album I actually picked is actually my favorite movie score of all time. Now, there are composers who, like, my favorite composer did not compose this album, but this is my favorite movie movie score and that score is 
from the movie from 1982, Conan the Barbarian. So you're going to be listening to Conan the Barbarian, the original motion picture soundtrack by Basil Polidorus. And to make it easy on you guys, what I recommend you listen to, because there are many, many different versions of this, there is a uh, there's a couple different playlists on YouTube that have the original 12 tracks from that original album that got released in 1982. So it's not on Spotify. I don't know about Apple Music. But if you go to YouTube, they do have the original playlist that had 12 tracks on it. So that's the one you'll want to listen to. There's extended cuts. There's deluxe cuts. You know, I don't want you to get too boggled down and listening to all these different ones. Listen to the one that was originally released on vinyl in 1982. So it's 12 tracks. And if you guys need help with that, let me know. But it is on YouTube. And that's where you'll need to go to listen to it. Unless you want to come by my house, because I have many, many different versions. By Crom, you say not this. <laughs> that's right. Oh. So, so yeah, Conan the Barbarian, the original motion motion picture soundtrack from 1982. So they're gonna be a it's gonna be like an Ar- Arnie Schwartz fest here. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean next episode, Fair Tracks are favorite covers by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah get in own. the cave. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my sword. <laughs> yeah. So, yep. Da, 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 I'll be back. Collaborates with like Bruce Willis or something. I'm back to the uh, bone. Uh, so, wait, I, I see something here on Pandora, but it says radio. Like, it's like blocking me or something. Well, um, like I said, the easiest way for you to listen to it's on YouTube. And just look for the playlist. There were two of them that I at least saw that are 12 tracks. And that's the one. It starts with, uh, I think it's Anvil of Crom. And then I can't remember the, the last track. But anyway, if you guys need help, let me know. And listeners, if you need help, um, just, I guess, contact us through social media. Right. <laughs> yeah, does anybody want to talk to us? <laughs> this is the time. Because we're all going to be fucking I, I would love to talk about this. This soundtrack, because I've listened to many different versions and every single version I uh, absolutely love. Okay. Yeah, hit us up, guys. Hit us up. So, speaking about that, you can email us at choicetracks at gmail.com. We end with a Z. Or you can find us on our website at tracetracks.com. Again, we end with a Z. Uh, Dietrich's been managing our social media a little bit there. <laughs> He's supposed to be. Shade. <laughs> I mean, I, it burns. <laughs> Let me find shade. <laughs> By the way, I so, can find Conan the Destroyer. What the fuck? <laughs> nope, nope, not Destroyer. The Barbarian. Damn destroyer, you. you can find on Spotify, but you can't find the Barbarian. What about Stop Red Sonia? Can, can we just do Red Sonia instead? No, no. <laughs> it's Conan the Barbarian by Basil Polidors. I'm just saying, Desert Island, I'd rather have Red Sonia than Conan. I'm just, you know. I don't know, bro. <laughs> I thought it was radio. Damn it. He, he oh. got his shit on lockdown, man. All right. I don't, I don't know, bro. That's that's a hard sell. That's a hard sell? Okay. I was just saying, with Conan, you know, he ain't going to screw you or nothing, but you know, shit, he'll help you work out. He's trying to swing the sword. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? He'll tell you about about Chrome and yeah. Yeah, like you can actually learn some shit and get buff in the process. Okay. With her, you try to get on her, she gonna cut your ass so fast. <laughs> and she is not trying to play with you, bro. Like not at all. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Wow. So this guy did like the hunt for Red October too. That's cool. Yep. That's all right. Oh man, that's a good subject. RoboCop. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one, uh, another one of my favorites, The Big Wednesday. That score is amazing. Anyway. We'll talk about uh, him next time. Right. Okay. We're going to get into that. Okay, cool. All right. Let's All right. go and sign off. I've been Taj. I'm Brandon. <laughs> and I'm Damon. <laughs> I just can't get with that. I don't know why. I just... <laughs> what the, I'm Damon? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm Dietrich. Um, and uh, somehow or another, we're going to uh, pick up the needle, but y'all keep spinning those choice tracks. <laughs> These student drivers, you know, when you got practice the jumps, you go in the studio. Yeah, parking lot when you're driving. <laughs> Alright. Well, I just want to see that Jennifer will if you do it. Yeah. Uh, I'm bare naked, so. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Stop the recording. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>